What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Two Worlds Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me is the mermaid man to my barnacle boy. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? Not too much, man. I'm pretty sore from my workout. Other than that, I'm doing really good. Nice. I'm doing mine directly after this podcast. Nice. Is it just going to be uh, yoga, or is it going to be like a bodyweight exercise and then yoga? Um, it's going to be an extra long yoga that's, uh, trust me, I'll be feeling it. Nice. No, dude, I mean, <laughs> I know yoga is tough. Like, I'm not like, when I was like, is it just yoga? I wasn't like crapping on the yoga. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Normally, normally I would do like a short one in the morning and then a short one before bed, but I didn't do one this morning. So I'm just going to make this one a long one. Nice, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's hop into some news. You have a few more than me, so... I'll just let you do two, and then I'll do one, and we'll carry on like that. All right, sounds good. So Ray Fisher, uh, his cyborg has been written out of the Flash movie, so we're not going to get any cyborg by the sound of it in this movie, which it's too bad. Like, cyborg is kind of a big part of Flashpoint, but it isn't surprising when you crap all over the president of the company, and then you go, Warner Brothers better choose me over this guy. And then they don't choose you and, you know, it's, so it's like, it's not surprising really to anybody except maybe Ray Fisher that this happened. And he made a big post about the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to really even pull it up, but yeah, it's just basically saying like, he's disappointed that they chose, well, you know, Hamada and stuff, but he's still, even at this point, like he just kind of stated that, oh, he's, you know, he might be, you know, he's kind of doing this. Like he's still kind of just danced around what he wanted to say and didn't give any actual proof or anything like that. And so it's really hard to get behind someone. Like I want to get behind him and, you know, I want to be like, yeah, they, they did him wrong. But when all you're doing is talking and you're, you know, you're spilling the tea, but you're not actually, you know, giving anything to go with it. You're just like, like you're spilling the tea, but you're not giving us crumpets it's hard to be like, oh, he's just making a mess now. Yeah. No, I totally agree, man. It's like I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because you shouldn't just say stuff like he was saying. But at this point, there's just no proof. Yeah, and they did a whole investigation, and he's trying to say the investigation wasn't that Hamada was going against the investigation, all this stuff, but it's like there's been no proof of that. You don't have any proof, so you're just saying this and, like, and Gal Gadot had problems with Joss Sweet, and I know what those ones are. It's been, it's out there. You can look it up. It's basically she didn't want to do the scene where uh, Barry's face is on her boobs, and so then they got a stunt double. That's why you can't see her face in that scene in Justice League. That was, and that's like a, if you've seen Joss Whedon stuff, you know it's a very Joss Whedon scene, so it makes perfect sense that that's something he wanted to do, and that was her problem with him. And then it's like, Ben Affleck talked about how he had some issues on set, but he didn't really go in detail. And it would seem like it was more of the fact that he had, you know, he's an alcoholic and he was dealing with that stuff. It had nothing really to do with Joss Whedon. And then um, Jason Momoa, you know, he didn't really, he just kind of was like, oh, I'm, I'm with Ray Fisher, but he didn't actually say what happened on the set. So it's like, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I was rooting for him, but, until evidence comes out, it's just like, I just think you're lying, bro. 
Yep, I agree. And then uh, Damian Wayne is getting his own series by Joshua Williamson and Gleb Minikov. It's debuting April 27th. It's going to be called Robin. Damian Wayne will be in a martial arts tournament. It sounds really fantastic. I love Joshua Williamson, but I will say Gleb, uh, he is on Twitter and he like kind of made a name for himself here. Recently got a bunch more people talking about him because he was crapping all over John Byrne. And I've looked at his art, and it's not near as good as John Byrne. So I don't know what he's get like what he's talking about when he says like, "Oh, if I drew like John Byrne, I'd just be fired off of books." Blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, I'm a little, a little bit, uh, you know, disappointed that he's going to be on this because like, I mean, I get crapping on John Byrne as a person, but as his, you know, with his skill set, it's hard to knock. You know, it's like. It's like knocking Kirby, except Kirby was a good person. Like, that's the main difference between Kirby and John Byrne, in my opinion. It's like, Kirby seems like an awesome person all around and a good artist. John Byrne was just a good artist and good creator who was just a crap bag of a person. So if you want to make fun of him, make yeah. fun of him for that. Yeah, I've, I'm actually not familiar. I, I just Googled it a little bit now to see what his stuff was like, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you'd, <laughs> you you shouldn't it on anybody. Oops, sorry about that. That's cool. uh, but especially not John Byrne, because like, I've never even heard of this guy until you mentioned his name. Everybody's heard of John Byrne. Yeah, it's and and plus when, and you can like pick you can pick out points for John Byrne. It's like, oh yeah, this isn't that good. But it's also like when you have to think about, it, he was doing like three books, and a whole slew of variant covers and it's like and writing and writing stuff <laughs> and it's like i don't care who you are unless your name's jack kirby you're not doing that <laughs> so yeah. it's like you can have a little fudges here and there your stuff's not gonna be perfect no matter who you are and if you're doing that much stuff it's just like yeah it's hard to hard to hate on the skill yep i agree Although I will say in general, I'm super hyped about that series because yeah. the last Robin Solo series that Pat Gleason did was like one of my favorite DC books the year that came out. So I hope that this is like up there with that. I just I, And him in a martial arts tournament sounds awesome. It does. I just don't like that he's Robin. Because like that that was the whole thing is he's not Robin anymore. He's got the new costume and then they're like, Well, we're calling him Robin. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that would stick anyway. Yeah, neither did I, but still, it's like... I mean, actually, I thought you did, because you thought uh, old... What's-his-name was going to be the new Robin, uh, Clown Hunter. I just... Uh, right, but I, I just thought that it, you know, we would have heard something about it by now. Oh, I gotcha. And since this came out, it's like, okay, well, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of DC titles coming out, DC is going to make a Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, and that will also start in March. It'll actually start digital, and then there's going to be a 12-issue print run. So if you like Batman and you like Scooby-Doo, that'll probably be a fun all-ages title. I was a little disappointed when I read this in the notes. I was like, when I first read, I was like, "Oh crap! This is gonna be awesome!" And do Scooby Doo just a Batman cartoon? But like it being a comic, I'm like, I'm a little bit more disappointed by it. Like, I don't know. I don't really want to pay for a Scooby Doo comic 
but <laughs> if it would have been a TV You're show. You're just not diehard enough I'm then, not, man. I used to be. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I used to be, but, you know. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, if it would have been a TV series, I'd be all about it. I'll, I'll check it out for sure because, I mean, my God, when, when I was a kid, Scooby-Doo was just one of, like, my top three things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give it a read, and if it's good, you know, I'll stick with it. But I'm, I'm sure it will primarily be for children. It'd be hilarious if this is, like, the Scoob, you know, the Scoob Night Returns. Like, it's the very gritty Scooby-Doo take that we've been pandering for. <laughs> they tried that with Scooby Apocalypse. Yeah, that was pretty bad (laughs) it was so speaking of bad uh people want marvel (laughs) to retire the punisher logo due to people using it uh like when they storm the capitol and then also just like when random cops wear it because they don't understand what punisher is so some creators are like are like oh yeah we need to retire this and then some people are just saying oh uh, marvel just needs it like enforce it like enforce their copyright more so that it you know costs more money for them to print this crap off and then they can't you know they will be less likely to do it um the main problem with this is like trying to get them to not do this stuff and then like oh let's because one of the things that that people said was like we'll just get rid of punisher that's not going to stop them they're still gonna like it i mean heck they could make punisher into a frankenstein monster these people won't care because they don't read comic books they don't know that Punisher's now a Frankenstein monster called Frankencastle. They, you know, they'll still be written doing... by Matt Fraction. Yeah. Or no, was it Brubaker? I don't, Who was it? I don't remember. I honestly, I just remember it was terrible, but, <laughs> but it's just like, it's like these people don't care. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're thinking about this as if these are diehard comic book fans. It's like <laughs> they more than likely aren't. So it's like you or have ever read one. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So it's like you can't you can't appeal to that. Like, I mean, the maybe the Marvel going after the copyright, but all that's really going to do is make Disney more money, which I don't know about you, but I really hate when Disney makes more money. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's really anything you can do because there's people that was also from the Capitol that were wearing Captain America shirts and that type of stuff, too. So it's just like people are going to wear what they want to wear. You can't do anything about it. It's just, you know, just the way the crap is. Yeah, I I totally agree there. I mean, no matter what. Well, I've already said one swear word, so I'll, <laughs> I'll refrain. But I agree with you. There, There's nothing we can or that anybody can do about it. Even if they took it away, it would probably make people want to wear it more. Yeah, and it's not a hard logo to draw. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Even if, like, let's say Marvel cut down on it, and they're like, well, guess what? We can just draw it. And then they would. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's just, yeah. But reportedly, and take this with a grain of salt, Chris Evans is in talks to return as Captain America in a future project. And then he tweeted... Uh, a little bit later, after everyone was talking about it, I, you know, after I got all report, he was like, well, this is news to me. So, yeah, per- apparently he's in talks. He might be returning, might not. He's clearly denying it, but he's if they toss a bag at him, he'll probably say yes. I, now, here's a question. Do you think he'd be old Cap? Like, they could bring S.H.I.E.L.D. back, and he'd be, like, head of S.H.I.E.L.D., old school, you know, 
old man cap or do you think he'd be hydra cap uh i don't know i mean i half expected the end of falcon winter soldier to bring him back if i'm honest yeah i could well like that's what i was thinking today i was like well what if they did like it the way falcon and winter soldier ended it ended with captain america being introduced but then it's not actually cap like it is hydra cap and then the next season would be or next movie or however they're going to do it they're going to actually you know show that like oh this new you know like this new steve rogers isn't the steve rogers that you know they all know and love and he's actually a you know hydra and all this nonsense and do like they did in the secret in or whatever that secret war or whatever that really bad thing that got nick spencer death threats that was just the captain america series Oh, okay well yeah do like that and so then that would then make falcon you know the new captain america when he beats them and all that stuff go from there i know that they would push falcon to be cap but i really want to see that cool bucky cap suit that's like black you know what i'm talking about yeah like that suit is just so cool. <laughs> yeah, like my I've said this before, my only problem with Falcon as Cap is they have to give him some of that super soldier steroids because when that first movie came out with Falcon in it, they go out of their way to make like make sure everyone knows that Captain America is like tier 10 and Falcon's tier 2. Like they go out of you know like it's just like He's faster than him. He's stronger than him. It's like Falcon could fly, but then like when he's trying to do hand-to-hand combat against the dude that's crossbones, he gets his butt kicked the whole time. And it's just like, like you guys just went out of your way to make him look weak. And then now they're like, well, he's Captain America now. It's like, this is a lot like when uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt took over as Batman at the end of Dark Knight Returns or Rises, and he, you know, clearly he's gonna die. Like he's not as good as Christian Bale (laughs) Batman. Like. There, he doesn't stand a chance like he needs he needs that you know added steroid that steve got yeah well hey maybe he'd shoot up who knows <laughs> that's what that's what the next one is he's just like working out taking his steroids he's like oh and like bucky's like dude you need to calm down you're doing too much and then he says i hate you because that's like all he says yeah him. pretty much <laughs> all right um so speaking of marvel there is a Dark Hawk one-shot coming in April with stories by the original creators Danny Fingeroth and Mike Manley. And they said that there might be more Dark Hawk in the future after said one-shot. Nice. That Dark Hawk's the guy that's in New Warriors, or who was in New Warriors, right? I think so. I mean, I just know what he looks like. Yeah, he's and... he's got like the because like I get Dark Hawk, and then there's the guy that's on Squadron Supreme, that's the Batman ripoff, which is Nighthawk. I always get those two like kind of mixed up, but no, I love Dark Hawk. I think Dark Hawk's really cool. Then, um, he's changed a lot though over the years. Like he, they try to do a one shot with him, and it would sell. You know, hoping it would sell really well. And I think I might have been like one of the only ten people that bought it. So I'm hoping this one does better because I, I like I said, I like the character. So we'll see how that does. Yeah, I just I just don't think they know what they want to do with them. Yeah, right. Because like that that last one shot that came out, he was like super cosmic stuff, right? Yeah, I, well, because it's like Abnett and Lanning brought him back in. Uh, I want to say War of Kings, maybe, 
And it was, like, revealed that he's, like, this cosmic, like, his armor stuff, like, this cosmic race thing and all this other fun nonsense that's just, like, cool, you know, crazy stuff. But then, like, they didn't get to explore it as much. And then Bendez took over the cosmic stuff and went downhill fast. And then, like, <laughs> I think he nothing really happened with him again until that one shot. And then they're like, God, look at all this cool stuff that they we could do. And then nothing happening because not enough people bought it. <laughs> right. But he's got such a cool, like, cool 90s-style costume. I love it. Oh, he does. I think it's one of the coolest ones, especially if they do want to go that cosmic route. Yeah, man. And then this is something I thought was kind of funny and kind of cool. Uh, the Batman is getting a Mountain Dew tie-in, which it's like, that right there is awesome. Like, it makes me think of when I was a kid and, like, Batman Forever had, like, a, I think it was a tie-in with Pops cereal. So, like, you know, we're going back <laughs> to the good old days. And uh, it's called Riddler's Brew. And the leaked-out early image gives a look of what the Riddler design is going to be. You know, I mean, it's not much to look at, really. It's kind of, like... It's not, you know, it's nothing like the cartoon Riddler costume. Like, he's got kind of the bag thing over his face and he's got glasses on, so you're not seeing much when you look at it. But I'm a, I might try Riddler's Brew. Who knows? I mean, I probably will, too. Do you know what the, uh, what the flavor is, or is it a mystery? I'm guessing it's a mystery. Ah. Uh, well... I'll probably try one. I think I've tried every Mountain Dew that's come out, even though I don't drink soda. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I haven't had, like, proper... I, I drink diet soda now, you know, because health and fitness. But I might make an exception <laughs> for this. You mean they're not going to make diet Riddler's brew? <laughs> they, I mean, if they do, I'd be the happiest, happiest boy in all the land. <laughs> so... This is just big news for me. Godzilla vs. Kong has been moved up to March 26, 2021. And, you know, maybe we'll get a trailer sometime, you know, like maybe before March 26. Maybe we'll get it March 25th. Dude, there's, there's no way we're getting a trailer. Like, <laughs> I just... How long have we been talking about this movie? I mean, I... Like, honestly, it's been talked about since the 2014 Godzilla movie or maybe before that. And yeah. So, I mean, it's been a while and this, like we did get another, I think about two seconds of a clip here recently. So between those two seconds that we've got and then the other, like one second that we've got, like we have like a good chunk of the trailer, I think. <laughs> I mean, honest question. Do you think this movie is going to be a total train wreck? I don't think it's going to be a train wreck, but I don't think it's going to make any money. And I don't think it's going to be very, I, I, I have, I have worries that it's not going to be very good for a normal person. Right. Like I have a feeling I'm going to love it. I think you'll probably like it, but I think like if, you know, I took my girlfriend to see it, she'd probably be like, well, I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> I need to watch um, Skull Island before that happens, before March. I've been saying I need to see it for like a year now, but you, I really need to see it before that comes out. You really do. It's probably the best of the MonsterVerse movies. Because like, yeah. I love King of the Monsters probably the most just because it's like 
Godzilla stupid action, but like Skull Island is like just a good movie. Like that's the difference, you know. Where it's like if you like if you came to me like King of the Monsters, you're like King of the Monsters is bad. I'm like Ugh, you're probably not wrong. I loved it though. Well, you know, like Skull <laughs> Island. I'm like no, that's just a it's just a good movie. It it's enjoyable. It's on HBO Max, right? Should be. Okay. Well, anyway, back to comics. Um, there is a Dark Knight series that's going to debut in April because, you know, we need another Batman title. This will be by Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert. And this will actually take Batman on a European adventure. And not many details other than that have been announced. But, you know, Europe's fun. Andy Kubert's a really good artist. It's probably going to be good. Unless Tom Taylor's writing is just, like, the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it annoyed me in the, the press release because I read, I read that and I was going to put it in our notes and I was like, like, ah, he scooped me. But uh, when they were like, Batman's going international, I'm like, I hate you guys. Are you just ignoring Batman International still? Right. I mean, I have a... F- they should have said Batman's been international. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, that's just really annoying. I have a feeling, knowing Tom Taylor, he's going to be like, you know those characters that Grant Morrison reintroduced in Batman International that people like, you know, the Knight and Squire guys? I'm going to kill them. <laughs> I'll be really upset if he kills Knight and Squire because they were like my favorite in Batman Inc. I mean, they were, they were right up there because they were used a lot, but I really liked um, the Native American dude. Blink on his name. Oh, I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though? Like, you remember his costume design? Yeah, stuff? I do. Because I thought he was, what is he his was name? super cool. But yeah, I have a fe- like I just have a sneaking suspicion. That's why it's going to... Oh, Chief of Man Bats? Yes, right? that's it. I just have a sneaking... Chief sus- Man of Bats. That's what it was. I Man have, of Bats. I just have a sneaking suspicion Tom Taylor's going to kill one of them. Probably Knight and like have Squire helping Batman or something. Because... <laughs> That's how you get people hooked is you just kill people. I'm just, I'm still like really salty about, um, what he did to the, like, he just wrote that. He had that one comic for the, um, just society and injustice. And it's just about Joker murdering them. And it's just like, why? Like who hurt you? (laughs) I don't know, man. Maybe this will be the one to make you change your mind about him. Maybe. I mean, it's kind of like I've had a kind of a roller coaster opinion of him, though, because it was like for a while, I was like, yeah, he's he is a really good writer. I don't have anything bad to say about him. And then that came out and then I read about Suicide Squad. And I'm all like, huh. OK, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Fair enough. So according to comicbooks.com. This source, a lot of people are saying, you make up a lot of stuff. Don't believe it. I'm still, like, I want it to be true. Uh, According to them, Charlie Cox is officially in Spider-Man 3, and he has wrapped filming. So, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that everyone that's saying that comicbooks.com is not a valid source, and they don't know what they're talking about, I hope they're all wrong, because I want this to be I also want it to be real, man. 
I, I think everybody does. Anyone that's seen Daredevil wants it to be real. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Daredevil, what are you even doing right now? Yeah. Like, finish listening to us and then go watch all of the seasons and then get back to us, you know, email us, be like, oh, hey, I'm glad I listened to you guys. You're very smart and handsome, especially Casey. I was like, whoa, I have a girlfriend. And, <laughs> but Daredevil's really good. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Boy, talk about a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Ethan Hawke has been cast as the Moon Knight villain. Where I read it didn't say who he's playing, but you really like Moon Knight. Who would you cast Ethan Hawke as? <laughs> I mean, if I'm honest, dude, Moon Knight has like one villain. <laughs> and that's Bushman. So... I mean, I don't think Ethan Hawke is going to be him, but I don't know. He's also fought, I don't know. I mean, he's fought Taskmaster and a couple other people. I don't think that's probably it either. So I don't know. This one, this one throws me a little so bit. I just had an idea and maybe, maybe it's not going to be the villain. Maybe the reports are just wrong. What if he's Conchu? Like just the voice of Conchu, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I mean, that could be, and that would be fine. Yeah. Maybe they'll make Conchu the bad guy, and you'll really love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. is like, Conchu isn't always his friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't do what your god who gives you these powers wants you to do, then they're not going to be your friend. Yeah. So... There's, there's a lot they can do with that. For sure, man. So, okay. Um, the next Batman, Second Son, is a new series. It's going to debut in April, written by John Ridley. It will be a miniseries. I think DC just really wants John Ridley on a Batman book, so they're going to milk this next Batman thing for as long as they can. I think that's exactly uh, it. I think they're giving... Yeah. It's like when Marvel got CM Punk to write a comic. It's just like, we have this guy's name, and he's wanting to work for us, so we'll let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, and, you know, I don't... I don't want this to seem disrespectful, but I didn't know who he was until, you know... Because he did, what, 12 Years of Slave or something? Yeah. So it's like... Okay, he's the guy that did 12 Years a Slave. The name still doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, ugh, okay. I mean, it's it's better than anything CM Punk's ever written. I'll <laughs> give him that. But it's I still haven't been impressed so far. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this too, though. You're not the target audience. Like having John Ridley on there is trying to get, and pushing that name is trying to get, you know, people that, will watch the Oscars, the whole thing, and, you know, write down their picks and don't really pick out comic books, but they go, huh, the Oscar-winning John Ridley writing a funny book? Maybe I'll just pick it up. <laughs> you know, it's, so it's just, it's more for, like, the, the normies out there than the nerds. So. Yeah, but the, the normies aren't buying it. I mean... Or at least haven't thus far. So is this, is this miniseries going to be... 
what he gets and that's it. You know, more than it's likely. Like, he'll probably yeah, get I don't know. Probably get that mini series, and then he'll probably do his other other history of DCU mini series, and I could see that probably being it. Yeah, I really think it will be, unless that mini series is just like so good and blows up. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I. I'm all for some of these future state ideas to like carry on. I, I, it's just, this wasn't one of the better ones that I read. No, I had an idea and this is like off a podcast. I was thinking about it later on. It's like the new wonder woman. She's about the same age as John Kent. And then you have Batman. Who's like, he's probably like a, what, like a couple years younger than like, not couple, probably like, five years younger than Bruce Wayne, probably 10, you know, probably 15 years older yeah. than them. Like that's so jarring. Like they, I wish Lucius had like a younger son that could have been. So like you could have the dynamic of a Batman and a Superman, the same age, trying to become friends, just like Batman original and Superman original being friends. You know what I mean? Where it's like, they're yeah. more similar than dissimilar. Cause like now it's kind of like, he's babysitting more than anything else. You know, if they try to do a Trinity book or anything like that. Right. Yeah. It would be a little bit jarring. So the, since we haven't talked about this, I think, and you know, at least yet today, uh, Zack Snyder has confirmed that just his justice league cut is going to be a full four hour long film. It's not going to be broken up into parts, so. They're not doing parts? Nope, it is a full four. Gosh, I don't want to have to, like, make a day of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling this is going to be a cardio film for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I mean, that's that's wild. Yeah. I was all for breaking up into parts on HBO max. Yeah. But that's just, ugh. that's the smart way to doing it. But I think I, and I still think they should, but that's just, since this is about Zack Snyder's vision, I think his vision is to have the whole thing all at once. Ugh. Now it just sounds like a chore to me. Right. <laughs> but Hey, maybe it's gonna be really good. Cause as I mentioned that Superman versus Batman, the, uh, Zack Snyder edition of that or whatever, it's actually not bad. I still haven't finished it yet, but it's not bad. You finished it and you told me you liked it. So maybe, maybe this is going to be good. Maybe we'll, the four hours will that's, just fly by. That's true. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I still felt the three hours when <laughs> I watched his cut, but it was just a more tolerable three hours. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so Matt Damon has reportedly been cast in Thor Love and Thunder. I'm hoping it's he plays the same part he played in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, what's that going to do? I mean, I guess I guess the Marvel films don't give a crap about continuity anyways, yeah. but it is kind of weird that he would be two different characters just in Asgard alone. Yeah. What one theory I did have though, just in my head, no one else has really said, I've read online that said this, but how cool would it be if he's Eric Masterson? You don't even have to bring in Thunderstrike like I dream. 
you just have him be Eric Masterson and like have Thor and him share a body for like part of the film and then he goes away and then you're done with him. That'd be a neat. I don't hate that. I think, I think that's neat. actually a decent casting too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But I was like, the only downside is you literally like he's Matt. Da- he's Matt freaking Damon. You're not gonna be bringing him back to be Eric Masterson in more Thor films. You know what I mean? So it's like it'd be like probably thirty minutes of him as Eric Masterson. And what then you're if done. they did? I don't. What s- if they were like he? Everybody loved him. We're doing Thunderstrike. I mean, I'd be the happiest boy in all the land, but I don't see it <laughs> happening. But, like, I, my, my thought process behind that is because, like, having Natalie Portman be a Thor in this, it's, like, she's going to have to, like, change. You know what I mean? Like, I hate the thought of, like, Natalie Portman just being like, well, I'm Thor. I'm super strong, and I got my helmet on and my hammer. It's like, no, when she wields the hammer, she needs to look like, you know, female Thor, you know, like look jacked and, you know, not like the scrawny Natalie Portman. So like that, cause then that could then show like, Oh, this also happens to Thor now for this brief moment with Masterson. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll hear fairly soon who he was cast as. Yeah. There were some theories online that he's going to be the frog, which I thought was funny. Oh, that, that okay that's not bad either yeah all right uh my last little bit so clearly all of my news is just new dc comics coming out <laughs> but uh we're getting more super sons which i know casey is excited about it will be called challenge of the super sons and that will be written by peter tomasi and the art done by max rayner so nice that will be coming soon and if you like super sons or if you haven't read super sons you definitely should there's two volumes it's good stuff this will be cool it is a lot of good stuff and what's really funny there's like a little bit of shade that was going on between tomasi and bendez because bendez like when people were complaining like it's now since been deleted but people were complaining that oh you know, you shouldn't have aged Connor or I mean John up and all this stuff. He's like, well, well, I'm sorry. I thought that him doing stuff with the league, uh, Legion of Superheroes, was more interesting than him doing farm chores and hanging out with his friends. And then, like, I guess in the new series, Tomasi had it start off with John and uh, Damien doing farm chores and. You know, like doing like these other little things that are like just really fun and, you know, you enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, dude, Bendis just has no concept of what makes a good comic, honestly, because one of the best issues of the Rebirth Superman title is the issue where Clark, John and Lois are at that county fair. Yeah, it's like super enjoyable they, they just go to the fair yeah that's the whole issue and it was amazing <laughs> i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like if i really think that's something ben Desk could have come up with on his own i'm not like i really do think he could have done that but if like if someone else does that type of thing like ben does easily could have had you know john do farm chores and be you know just a kid but since someone else already did it he thinks that's stupid and he wants to do things his way that's how it always seems to me with Vendez. When you take anything that someone else is like, when he takes over something that someone else has done, he's like, no, I want to do it my way. 
It's like, but this way is really good. Everyone likes this way. He's like, I don't now. I want to do it my way now. It's like, but your way's not better. It's like, I think it is, and I'm being paid to do this. And so he just gets his way, and it's not necessarily yeah. good. And in the in the same breath, like somebody could take his idea of an older John in the Legion and make it great. Yeah, because I mean that's something that could be really cool. I don't like. I'd still be salty about it because, and that's something that I should have nominated for the Tom King Award because that was such a stupid thing to do is aging John up. But yeah, it's just like I mean I could still be like, oh, this is really good stories, but I still hate it. <laughs> well. Do we? I mean, I don't know for sure. Maybe Tomasi won't age him up for this series this, because no, he's, yeah, he is anymore. Younger. He doesn't have to. Yeah, right? it's oh, okay. like because all the Super Sun stuff because of the last like because the sun has come out since he's been aged up, and he's still back to being young. So it's just before it's pre-aged up, basically. Gotcha. And then my I have two last bits of news. They're kind of little little bitties, but uh, David Ayer posted a small that one or two second clip of the Joker that's never before seen. His face is all burnt up and he's like saying something like, I'm so disappointed in you or, you know, something like that. Like a lot of people are hyped for it. Uh, I couldn't care. Like it's, I still see that Joker. I'm still like, this Joker's still stupid. Like I had some hopes for the Zack Snyder version of it, but it's like, if he's still acting like this in the Snyder version, it's going to still be bad. Right. Yeah, I just, I mean, I have nothing to add from that. Right. I don't like that Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and then, reportedly, Spider-Man 3 is going to take place during Christmas, so now we can watch it between Die Hard and Batman Returns. You know, with the three greatest Christmas movies now, that'll be the third one in there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Okay. I mean, I think this movie is going to be a lot. If people thought that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 was a lot, I mean, I want to hear their thoughts on this one. I mean, here's the big difference, though, is there are, there's, like, Marvel goggles now. Like, back before, people were just like, oh, this is a new movie. But now they're like, this is the new Marvel movie. So I love it. And they're like, it hasn't yeah. come out yet. Like, you're right. Give me some time. And then I'm going to come back to you, and I'm going to tell you. I love it. And that's just I how know. it always goes. It's, it's crazy. Every new Marvel movie is the best one yet. I know, man. And it's fine. If like people people like it, they like it. I'm just a curmudgeon. Well, that's true. It just hasn't been the best one yet since Winter Soldier. And I, uh, I will die on that hill. Winter Soldier is one of those ones where it's like, I loved it the first time I watched it. And the second time I watched it, I was like, huh, I like this less. The third time I watched okay, it. Okay, but but do you think Civil War or Endgame or the other ones better? Ragnarok is a thousand times better to me. That's oh, at least Ragnarok enjoyable. Ragnarok was bad. And then um, Guardians, the Guardians Two is better because again, at least I enjoyed it. I can rewatch it, and not go. Ugh. Like I do yeah. with Winter Soldier. Fair enough. <laughs> That's fine. It's a good movie, though. <laughs> All right. That's what you want to believe, hmm? buddy. <laughs> I do believe it. It's true. There are there are like eight worse Marvel movies for sure. <laughs> All right. That wraps up the news for the week. 
So let's take our ad break, and then I will be back to talk comics. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening to the ad. Uh, Casey's books did not reach him this week, so you get Jake vaguely talking about some books that Casey's going to read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I read Gwenham versus Carnage. Future State Superman Wonder Woman, Future State Robin Eternal, Future State Dark Detective, Future State Green Lantern, and Future State Justice League. I think the only one I... Oh, Future State Teen Titans as well. The only one I didn't get to was Superwoman. Nice. So. All right. Um, I I will be very, very vague with these because I, I don't want to spoil anything for Casey. So here's here's the quick rundown. Gwenum versus Carnage. The art was awesome. Uh, you get to see Gwenum fly around and beat the crap out of symbiote dragons. And at the end, Carnage shows up. The next one's going to be a fun fight. This was cool. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing outstanding. I'll give it a seven out of ten. Quick question about Carnage. Like, so is he like is he just being controlled by the king, you know, King in Black, or is it? Because like, he doesn't. Well, here's a spoiler for you, Casey. It's not he. It's a she. Oh. It's actually Mary Jane from the Spider Gwen universe. Oh, is okay. Carnage. I was gonna say like I, I don't know the last thing that's happened with Cletus Cassidy, but it's like. I could not see him siding with Noel at all. So it's like, he does have to be completely controlled, but with it being like spider going from a different universe, I'm like, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's done well. I, I did enjoy it. I, I'll definitely check out the, the rest of the miniseries. I mean, honestly, it just sounds like just the idea alone. It's like, oh yeah, this is going to be dumb, fun, cool fighting. Like it's going to like more, more rely on the art than the storytelling, in my opinion, just from, the yep. title alone and i'm like i'm fine with this <laughs> that's exactly how it was and i'm okay with it all right next future state justice league uh i thought this was really cool i'm blanking on the creative team because i had to sell my copy um i think williamson wrote it um but it was cool the the league um goes and investigates the old um, Hall of Justice where the Legion of Doom has, is set up and like plotting a way to get rid of the Justice League but uh, something really bad happens and then the Justice League has to figure out what happened so <laughs> that's all I'll say about it there was a backup story featuring Justice League Dark that I absolutely loved it was a classic you know we gotta get the, uh, the band back together sort of thing with all these magical DC heroes, but uh, I think it works out great. And that one was written by Ram V, and I thought it was super cool. So um, I'm going to give this issue an 8 because it was definitely one of the better ones this week. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited about that because like, I, I think they should have had Justice League come out the first week because in that way, if you're you know, like, you're not sure if you want to pick up Wonder Woman, or you're not sure if you want to pick up, I don't know, which, whoever, you can look at this and be like, oh, I actually really like, you know, 
this character in this book, I'm going to have to pick up, you know, their solo book now because I think they're really cool. Like it just makes yeah. more, it makes no, more I totally agree way. with you. It does. Um, some of the highlights though, I'm blanking. I don't, I don't know her name cause I don't, I haven't read the book yet, but the far sector green lantern, what's her name? Dude, I suck at names, so I could not tell you, but I okay. just call her Far Sector Green Lantern. <laughs> okay. Well, Far Sector Green Lantern is like the team's detective. Nice. And it's really cool to watch her work because obviously she's the detective. Her whole, her whole series yeah. is about her being a detective, so uh, that's pretty neat. And then Mera and Aquaman's daughter is so cool because she can like control water Plus, her gauntlets, like, provide tridents for her. Nice. And at one point, she's got, I think even on the cover, um, like, Wolverine-type trident claws pop out of her gauntlets. And I just think that that looks awesome. That sounds awesome. <laughs> now, does yeah. Far Sector Green Lantern, does her Green Lantern ring still have, like, did they go into detail with that in this at all, or no? Um, she uses it. Okay. And she like talks to it while she's investigating. Right. I don't really know much more past that. All right. Cause yeah, like that's the one of the things I don't like about the far sector is like, she doesn't have a power battery. It just kind of recharges on its own slowly throughout the day. So it's like, if she runs out of power, but you know, power, she's just a regular per, you know, an ex, uh, uh, basically a, an ex cop and a, you know, military veteran. That's all, you know, without the Green Lantern ring. So it's like, she could still beat me up, but maybe not Solomon <laughs> Grundy, you know? Right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay. Next, Future State Green Lantern. I thought this was bad. Very, very bad. Really? Dang. I didn't like the main series, and I didn't really care for the two backups. One was about Guy Gardner, the other was about Jessica Cruz. Everybody that listens to this knows I love Jessica Cruz. This was not a good version of her, in my opinion. Um, the main story, uh, we see Jon Stewart and a little bit of Kilowog and Nort. I was so hyped for this book prior to reading it because I love Nort. And they just went a total 1990s route where instead of a goofball comic relief, they made him like a rabid dog who is like super strong and like a good warrior. And it's terrible. Yeah, I, I hated it. I really hated it. <clears throat> like it starts off with just like you're right in this giant fight and John's yelling at people and like all this stuff's going on. And like, at the end of it, dude, I couldn't tell you what happened, really. I mean, some bad guys show up, and John's, like, trying to rally this planet of aliens to, like, fight back against them. And ugh, I don't know. This this is, like, the, he, the writer, Thorne, just tried to throw way too much into this short story, and it, it just doesn't work at all, at least not for me. I talked to a, another customer um, whose opinion I respect on comics and he liked it. He thought it was well done. I hope Casey that you do too, but this, this was a mild train wreck for me. So I'm going to give it like a five, maybe a four. Yeah. That, that's really <clears> disappointing <throat> to hear. Cause like this was probably when I read 
like just the synopsis when we were first talking about future state ones i was like this one is the one i'm most pumped for so you know you, you kind of just kick my heart right in the balls man but yeah well you know. hey i i hope that you still do like it it just it didn't do it for me yeah i gotcha um <clears throat> let's see um i'll do teen titans I thought this one was cool. I, I read it earlier this week and like ran out of this book on Wednesday. So it's, it's not super fresh in my mind, but, um, red X is in this book and like the, the Titans, it's kind of a mix of like the newer teen Titans and the original and also cyborg and beast boy are one entity right now. And they haven't explained how or why that happened yet but I guess they had to fuse to keep one or both of them from dying. Um, so uh, we don't know who Red X is. He's kind of like imprisoned. And then uh, at the end of the issue, somebody lets him out and takes on a new identity. And uh, man, it was, it was pretty cool though. Like for, for the setup that it was, um, like lots of setup for the next issue and like the future um, series coming out, Teen Titans Academy. But I am definitely all in on where this is going. So I will give this one a seven out of 10. So two things. Um, what would be Cyborg and Beast, Beast Boy's, you know, fusion name? Would it be like Cybeast or Cyboy? Or I want to I want to say they call them Cybeast in there, but I I could just be making that yeah. up because it sounds good. I mean Beast Borg, but I, sounds I'm pretty, pretty sure good too. <laughs> Beast Borg, yeah, I I think somebody says Cybeast, okay. but I'm not entirely sure. And then number two, so this podcast I listen to called No Donkster Basketball Podcast, they'll do a thing called Tweet of the Week, and so I'm going to do that for this book because there's a t- a tweet I read on Twitter, obviously that just tickled me so much that I just, I just have to share it. So this is by at comics bookcase. And it says future state teen Titans. Number one has Dick Grayson put on death strokes mask, thereby becoming Dick stroke. Send tweet. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't going to spoil that for you, but obviously it got spoiled. For I you. mean, it doesn't matter to me because that tweet is just too perfect. So, I mean, like, if you're going to, if you're going to spoil something, you might as well be with that tweet. Cause that's just wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. So at the end, um, Dick puts on Deathstroke's mask and lets Red X out of prison. And he's like, you know, we've got some work to do or something like that. So, uh, I want to know what that is and I'm looking forward to it. It'd be funny if they were going to like go to McDonald's and flip some burgers or, you know, <laughs> Like dig a ditch hey, or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, Superman Wonder Woman. Um, it was interesting. Wonder Woman, like, catches a helicopter that stopped working and was falling out of the sky. And then it's funny because... Let's see, where is this happening? It's happening in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and, like, I think it's the mayor or something like that um, 
has this private helicopter and he's like flying helicopters all over the city and Wonder Woman makes a comment about you know why are there all these helipads all over the city but your highways are terrible for the citizens and stuff like that so clearly um, you know there's some shady stuff going on in the city by the higher ups so uh, she catches the helicopter and the guy that's flying it like threatens to shoot her because you know the mayor's a shady guy she's like oh please i dare you to try and shoot me so then it cuts to the helicopter on the ground all crumpled and the mayor and the 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 pilot that tried to shoot her are riding on the helicopter in marker i will not embezzle from the people of my city and i will not try to shoot wonder woman like all over the, the helicopter which i thought was hilarious that is really good. um but anyway then it cuts to like I guess the ranch that she's staying at where she's staying with a couple of gods and one of them is a sun god and a mysterious second sun appears up in the sky and the sun god that she's staying with is like, um, well, I'm going to go up there and show that sun whose galaxy this is. And he like flies up there on a cool looking fire horse. And, um, yeah, it's this like crazy evil looking spiked sun. And he tells the god, you are the old sun. Prepare for destruction and assimilation. And he talks like a big computer type thing. Yeah, um, isn't that the isn't it the sun bad guy that's in like Ulster Superman and then in like Superman or like the Justice League one million and stuff? I'm playing on I think name. so, yeah. yeah. I am. Yeah, I'm also blanking on his name, um, but Solar, Superman I flies. Think. Sorry. Oh no, that's fine. And, uh, Solaris. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. Solaris. So, uh, Superman flies up there, and he's like, "Man, we we've been through this a hundred times, and I know you always come back stronger the next time, but you never win." Like. We don't need to do this. And uh, Superman's like, I tell you what, I'll come back tomorrow. Um, and then if you can best me in a test of strength, you know, I'll let you have me and do whatever you want. Um, and Solaris is like, okay, deal, even though I think you're lying. So then the next morning, uh, Superman and Wonder Woman, because obviously Wonder Woman is involved since the other sun god went up there and tried to stop him too um they're having breakfast and superman's like okay it's my time to go up there and meet him so he does he flies up in the sky and he tries to shoot eye beams and like it doesn't he can't control it or something like that like they're just continuously shooting out of his eyes and then he like kind of falls unconscious while still shooting heat vision and starts to fall out of the sky. And then it says to be continued. Hmm. So, uh, like, it was okay. I, I didn't dislike anything, but nothing was, like, stellar about it either. I don't think the art was very good. And so, unless it, unless it was Wonder Woman, all the panels with Wonder Woman, like, look awesome. Yeah. They just put all the effort into her costume. Everything else is just kind of, like, okay. So, um... 
I don't know. I give it like a six. Okay. So I'm going to be plugging a different, because like I have to talk. I'm going to be plugging a, a YouTube channel I watch called Casually Comics. She was talking about the new Wonder Woman and stuff. And I guess a lot of people in her group chat that she has going when she talks about stuff, was talking about Wonder Woman's thighs. And she's like, and she's done a video on uh, Dick Grayson's butt before. So she's like, so I saw all you guys talking about her, her, you know, thick thighs that she's got going. And I will talk about them because the thick thighs will save lives. And since I've talked about Nightwing's butt so much, I have to talk about her thighs also because we have to, you know, keep things fair. And I just, I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I mean, she's not wrong, though. Yeah. I mean, they, they draw her real nice. That's, <laughs> that's absolutely true. And it is it is a super cool costume. It like is. They did a great job with it. All right. Next is Robin Eternal. This was written by Megan Fitzmartin, and the art was done by Eddie Barrows. So this is all about Tim Drake. Um, He's just trying to, you know, figure out what's going on in Gotham City because Batman is uh, dead, or so everybody thinks. And... He's just like, you know, the city needs me and I need to figure out what's going on with this magistrate person because nobody knows what's going on with them. Nobody knows their identity. So he's going around in this like kind of futuristic Robin suit that has like cloaking and stuff on it, which is pretty neat. Um, But he starts to get into a fight with one of the magistrate's robots. And then who steps in to save him but Stephanie Brown, Batgirl which was cool because I didn't know she was going to be in this. So uh, Stephanie's there. She looks cool in her costume. She's got an eye patch on, which I don't know if I noticed before. I'm curious about what's going on there. And Tim's like, I need your help, you know, figuring out what's going on. She's like, sorry, Tim, but I think you're in over your head and you can't do this by yourself, and I just don't want to watch you kill yourself, so she Batman's up and out of there. And, and you know what I mean by that? Because he just kind of disappears sometimes. Um, so he goes to talk to somebody that he knows will help him. And I didn't know this character because I didn't read the series, but it's one of the girls from we are Robin. And she's deaf, I guess, because they start speaking, uh, sign language, which was kind of neat. And there's still like speech bubbles to, to tell you what's being said, which I appreciate. It's not like in fractions, Hawkeye where there's actual sign language that you have to decipher. Um, so she's like, yeah, I'll help you. Uh, so yeah, they go to, stop whatever's going on at the magistrate's thingamabob and surprise it's a big ambush but then spoiler shows up because you know you knew that was gonna happen yeah and uh so they're all fighting all the magistrate's people and uh basically like the whole gist is that this company is putting out this crazy like drug that these robots are using to become like indestructible. 
and they mention that it's not for human use. So this big, what they call cyber, shows up, and Tim starts fighting the cyber, and uh, hits it real hard, and some of that like drug, liquid, gas, I don't know what it is, starts pouring out. And the cyber takes Tim and like throws his head down into the ground into a puddle of it. And Stephanie and the other girl are like, oh no, the, the resin, it's all over him. Like, that's it. And then you hear a bunch of cracks and pops and Tim gets up and he says, that was a hell of a round one. Now it's time for round two. And that's how it ends. He like gets up covered in this resin that wasn't meant for humans, but I guess it's going to give Tim some like amped up abilities. So, you know, it was pretty cool. Nice. I think the next issue will just be an amped up Tim fighting a bunch of, you know, cybers, which yeah. could be cool. So we'll see what that's all about, but it was enjoyable. I give it a solid seven out of 10. Now does this kind of like scratch your itch for a Tim Drake? series because i know you you know you've missed that uh it does a little bit yeah i mean it certainly helps that stephanie's there like if it was just him and the we are robin girl it'd be like oh that's neat but i don't really know who that is yeah but the fact that stephanie's in it because i mean no matter where those characters go in life they always kind of end up back together you know mm-hmm. so like you and um, me like you and me, buddy. We're, we're Tim and Stephanie. That's, that's, that'll be our opening <laughs> so, next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it was pretty cool, though. I, I look forward to the next one. Nice. All right. And then the last one was Feature State Dark Detective, um, which was written by uh, Mariko Tamaki, and art was done by Dan Mora. Uh, there was also a Grifters story, and that one was written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by, oh boy, I'm going to pull a Casey, uh, Carmine D. Gian Domenico, who was the Flash artist when Williamson was doing it for Rebirth. So nice. uh, if, you, if you liked that art, this was real cool. But anyway... Um, yeah, so it starts off, everybody thinks Batman and Bruce Wayne separately are dead. They don't think that Bruce was Batman, they just know that both of those are dead. And apparently Bruce was shot and killed in an alleyway. Like father and we do son. get to see Bruce... I know, right? <laughs> we do get to see Bruce get shot, but uh, he just pays some guy to like stitch him up. And I don't... It doesn't really show who it is, but uh, anyway, Bruce is like just trying to get a grasp on what Gotham City has become because he feels like he he doesn't recognize the city anymore, and um, he sees like the stick up happening in an alley, and he goes to stop it, and while that's happening, some of the magistrates like drones spot him and they're like you know stop stop all movement no vigilantes are allowed so he whips up his feature state dark detective suit which is like a pretty cool i don't know it's kind of like just a tactical suit with the batman cowl but i think it looks neat 
Anyway, he tries to escape all these drones, but one of them, like, shoots him in the calf. And the main, like, magistrate security guard guy that wears, like, the blue-red hood helmet that we've seen in a couple of these other titles um, sees that on the surveillance. And he's like, oh, I thought Batman was dead. I guess I'll have to kill this one, too. And that's where that one ends. And then the Grifter story is all about um, the original grifter, Cole Cash. He's in this bar and uh, gambling and whatnot. And, you know, a bar fight happens because why wouldn't it? Some of the magistrate's people show up and arrest him. And he gets thrown into the back of their car along with um, Luke Fox. So he's talking to Luke in the back of this car and then uh, something happens and their car gets flipped and they're able to escape and so they're kind of working together and Cole gets his grifter mask on and Luke is wearing just like a ski mask type thing and it just it becomes them fighting some black mask gang members which is pretty fun uh, and then at the end like, the Huntress kind of has them in her sights. And uh, Grifter knows that, like, Huntress is after Tim. Or, I'm sorry, Luke. And uh, he's like, you might want to put your mask back on, Fox. The Huntress is not someone you want mad at you. But she's, like, has them in her sights as he's saying that. So that's where that ends. It was a pretty neato story. It's probably, like, a 7 or an 8 for me, yeah. you know, between the two of them. It was way better than next Batman, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this more than the other one. Was it like the same problem we had with next Batman and whatever the Superman one is called, where it's like, oh yeah, this story it feels like it ends way too soon, like the main story, or was it not that bad? No, this was honestly like split half and half between okay. each story, which was cool. Yeah. So. And yeah, that was all my books. Nice, man. Well, <laughs> all right. I didn't have any books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so instead of a guess that first appearance, I have uh, with me five Marvel trivia cards. Ooh. And some of these will be extremely easy for you. Maybe all of them will be. I just grabbed five at random. I thought I'd ask you these questions right. in place of that. So. Casey, most issues of Marvel Team-Up featured what superhero working with another member of the Marvel Universe? Okay, so I get Marvel Team-Up and Two-in-One always mixed up, but I'm going to say Spider-Man. That is correct. Two-in-One features who? Two-in-One's the thing, then. Correct. And then there's like the the sum where it's like, oh, well, guess what? We have Spider-Man teaming up with the thing, and you're like, well, what's this? Marvel Team (laughs) Two-in-One. Like, What? (laughs) <laughs> right all right and e- each card has two questions right. so what powerful heroine wields the sword dragon fang and rides a winged horse named aragorn valkyrie it is valkyrie i didn't know any of that i was just like what's a lady that's got a sword <laughs> <laughs> all right the blind Milla Donovan 
marries what Marvel superhero? Blind and Milladonna. Like Milla Donovan is a person oh, and they're thought, blind. Okay, I have no idea. It is Daredevil. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. She <laughs> probably dies, doesn't she? Yeah, probably. Now this one is just so hard. I I can't imagine you'll get this. What is the villainous name of the crime lord Wilson Fisk? Ooh, uh oh, the Kingpin. Yes. What assumed dead former wife of Hawkeye turned out to be alive and a prisoner of the scrolls? Do you want her code name or her real name? Her code name, but bonus points if you know them both. Mockingbird, a.k.a. Bobby Morse? Yep. Yeah. Correct. Any relation, Casey? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's my wife. (laughs) All right, what weapon of Odin does Norman Osborn try to steal during the Siege storyline? Destroyer armor, maybe? No. Since you didn't know, it's multiple choice. Is it mace, sword, or spear? Oh, okay. I'm going to go with sword. Incorrect. It is the spear. Oh, okay. I read that once, and I wasn't very impressed. The only thing that stuck with me was... uh, Century ripping Ares in half. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, that would stick with anybody. (laughs) All right. True or false? Cull, a god of fear that started the fear itself story, is Odin's father. True. False. Cull is Odin's brother. Oh, shoot. I was really confident on that one. And then you were confident. I was like, oh, I'm going to lose. So true or false, She-Hulk helps her cousin the Hulk in a battle of Manhattan in World War Hulk. False. What actually happens? She fights against him. That is correct. Final card. With what superhero did Jessica Jones have a child? Lukey Luke Cage. Yep. And finally, Doctor Strange's arch enemy often uses what army of creatures to do his bidding? I, it is multiple choice okay. if you don't know yeah. right off. Yeah, don't know right off. The undying ones, the monstrous ones, the mindless ones. I think it's the mindless ones. It is the mindless ones. I was gonna like right right when you said undying, I'm like it's that one. I heard mindless. I was like, no, I think it's the mindless. <laughs> All right, that's all I got for you. Well, nice, man. So, how how how'd I score? Because like... you missed three. Okay, so that's like an... three out of ten. So you yeah. you know you got seventy percent. Okay, you know it's not gonna get hung on the refrigerator, but it's not bad. <laughs> so, uh, what are you excited for this coming week, man? Gosh, you know that is just such a good question that I was totally prepared for. What are you excited for? I'm interested in seeing more stuff with the Maestro, like the Warren packs. That just sound like, I don't know what they're going to be doing with this one, but should be pretty cool. Uh, Superman worlds of war. That's going to be pretty awesome. And 
for the last one. I'll go with Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon. That should be pretty dang sweet. It should be. And I'm going to double up on some of these because Superman Worlds of War was one of the three that I highlighted in our Future State talk. Um, A new Iron Fist series has got to be super cool, so I'm going to say that. And... Um, I'm going to say Crimson Flower number one. That's one of those like Dark Horse Minola books, and I've really been liking those lately, so that one. I'm surprised you didn't say Old Nightwing. Well, I just thought it was a given. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so it's Fantastic Four time, and I've just started watching Shark Tank, even though it's been going for 12 seasons now. I've always avoided it because I hate Mark Cuban as a, like, because of mostly because basketball but then like actually as i'm watching i'm like oh yeah mark cuban isn't that bad of a guy like i thought he was so like on shark tank like him but in basketball i still can't stand the guy he is just the most annoying person in the world when it comes to basketball so give me four characters or even creative teams that you hate at times but other times you may like them sure so uh, the first one, I really, really liked Amazing Spider-Man by Dan Slott right up until Superior Spider-Man. And when that came out, I haven't really liked anything Dan Slott's written since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Jeff Johns because I loved his Flash, his Hawkman, and his JSA run. But since then... It's all been crap. And I refuse to read 10 years of Green Lantern to say whether or not that's good or not, because I am just not going to do that. Yeah. It's what I've read of it. It's fine. It's like a lot of people blow it out of proportion. Like, oh, it's so bad. But then it's like, he's really, <laughs> it's like a lot of like, oh, hey, um, I don't, like, first off, I, I'm Jeff Johns. I don't know really what an emotion is. Like willpower's emotion, right? Um, and we're going to have all the different <laughs> right. color rings. And, and it's going to be an emotional spectrum. But like, this is kind of stupid when you think about it. But, yeah. Know, whatever. <laughs> um, you helped me with one of them. I'll say Joss Whedon. I loved Firefly, and I thought Avengers was amazing. But, you know, as we discussed, some of his ideas in Justice League just weren't good. Yeah. And, you know... It's a shame because I used to hold him in very, very, very high regards. Um, and then, believe it or not, Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, there's this great author by the name of Ken Penders <laughs> who really tried to tank the, the entire franchise uh, back in the 90s. But whenever it's not Ken Penders, Sonic's good stuff. Nice, man. Yeah. Any that you'd like to add? Uh, so for me, I'd say Wonder Woman's one that's pretty high on the list. Like, it, it for her though, it's more continuity related. For like, for the reasons why I don't like her, that's one of the reasons why I also won't read Hawkman. It's just like there's so much crap that the different writers want to bring in. So like, for the most part, I just don't care when I try to read her stuff. But Brian Azzarello wrote her for in the New Fifty Two, and that was probably the best book in the New Fifty Two. It was so good, and then right after he left, the next writer just ignored everything. And that just seems like 
the kind of common thing that people do with Wonder Woman, where it's like, I don't really want to pay attention to the continuity on the last stuff. I'm doing my own thing. And they get away with it. And that's why, you know, she's just like, whoever's writing her is just going to depend on if I like her or not. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Jessica Cruz, when I first read her, I couldn't stand her. And that was in the Green Lantern book by itself. But then when she showed up in Justice, I started reading Justice League Odyssey. Absolutely love her. I thought, you know, I was like, oh, well, this is such a cool character after that. Um, like when I wrote this down, I was more thinking about Mark Cuban. So like, I didn't really have the ideas <laughs> in my head right off. Um, well, that's fine. I mean, you gave two. Yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking a little bit. Um, like, uh, Oh yeah. I'll use Jeff Johns as flash. Like, is Wally West Flash. He writes Wally West really well. And then, like, you know, basically when he writes a lot of these other stuff, I don't like it. And I think, I really think it's more editorial with that one. I think if he would have had as much control when he was writing, you know, Wally Flash, it probably wouldn't have been as good. I think editorial kind of held his hand on that. I don't know that for sure. That's just what I think. And then uh, Flash in general. That's a character that I love in his own book but then like a lot of times when he's in this is mostly Barry Allen but when he's in Justice League he is not Barry Allen they write him as Wally and I don't enjoy that at all all right all fair points thank you thank you for thinking so man hey I'm here for you (laughs) (laughs) so do you have a would you rather uh, to end on um I don't. The, the the trivia cards was like my my thing this okay. time. <laughs> okay. So I had a really, really stupid one, which is kind of the, the go-to on this. So be ready. Would you rather have dog power? So it's like Spider-Man, <laughs> but dog. So <laughs> or would you shoot webbing like Spider-Man? But that's all you get. It's okay. It's the ability to shoot webbing. Where's the webbing coming from? Your butt or your mouth. <laughs> you get a choice each time. It's like if you're moving forward or if you're moving back. <laughs> okay, if it's coming from my mouth, am I like gonna gag and throw up? No, but you do taste it. <laughs> like it's not like you're like oh, oh, oh. you're like ugh, you know. Oh, man, I can't even think, like, dog power? Do I look like a dog? No, but you're like, I mean, it's like Spider-Man power, so it's like you'll have the strength of, like, (laughs) let's just say, like... So, like, my my jaw strength will be improved. Yeah, and you'll be fast. Like, you'll let's just say German Shepherd. You got bit by a radioactive German Shepherd. (laughs) And so now you have the equivalent strength of, like, a German Shepherd that was Jake's size. And, you know, can run as fast as a German Shepherd. And you can bite like a German Shepherd. You can bark like one gosh i guess i'll go with that over over butt webbing (laughs) only downside is though you get distracted incredibly easily cars that go by (laughs) you chase (laughs) (laughs) and if i if we're we're hanging out and i like pretend to throw a ball you'll spend about two hours looking for it before you realize it's in my hand still well, at least like 
if if like friends or family kept me on a leash, you know, they could at least keep me close by yeah. and a little more focused. And, and like at least too, like you're allergic to cats, so like when you do get one, you won't be able to kill it because you'll be sneezing too much. You know, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. So let's do those famous closing plugs. If you would, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash two worlds podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, please review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. And we will give you a special shout out for doing so. All right. Well, guys, we'd love to stay in chat, but... We have to go uh, retire and bother SpongeBob? Question mark. I think SpongeBob bothers us. We will then get bothered by SpongeBob. There you go. Bye, guys. Bye.